Hi everyone, welcome to The Green Room and today I am joined once again as always by James. Hi there, hi everyone. And I'm Nick. And uh, actually James, before we begin today, I just uh, wanted to see how much attention you're paying to last week's podcast. So, so I'm wondering, can you name, can you name five of the ele- electric heating sources that we discussed last week? Maybe. Infrared, storage heaters, convection heater, panel heater... Okay. Heat pump, air source and ground source. So that's five. Can I name more? Halogen heater. Perfect. All right, all right. He's, he's passed, I'm all over he's, it. He's paid, he's I'm paid, all over he's, it. He's, he paid attention, so that's fine. Oh, I thought I was going to catch you out. No, no chance, mate. No chance. But anyway, um, so we... Well, because it's it's all, we're also in the middle of winter and we're still... I saw a snowflake on my car this morning. Uh, I had a five-minute snow blizzard. Did you? On the train a coming snow in. blizzard? Yes. Right, yes. okay. It was... It was uh, it was way. It was yeah. I just thought you know actually you know with the way our trains and our yeah any public transport any, any, any bit of extremities you yeah, know and I'll be stuck on the uh, on the train for a few hours. Commute quite interesting. But anyway, so uh, uh, today we want to talk about just because we get asked this question quite a lot by by by, by the good folk. I mm. what are some of the most effective ways uh, to save money on on energy bills? And actually today we're going to talk about ten things. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was just wondering why don't you kick it off? Okay, would uh, fine. So first one, all to do with heating, really. Yeah, because I mean, obviously we can save on electricity, lighting, and stuff. But the main one is heating. So thermostat, have a thermostat in your home, right? I, I think it's um, during the winter. You know, if it's three or four degrees outside, inside it probably doesn't need to be twenty five. Have you got anything clever in your house? Have you got any of those gizmo thermostats? I have a Nest thermostat. Okay. Um, it is. It's basically just a normal thermostat, but clever, intelligent. Why is it clever? So I can set the heating from my phone. Okay. So I don't know if that makes it clever. Well, it does make it relatively clever. How often do you do that? Not often. Okay. Um, I use it pretty much as a standard thermostat. Okay. Uh, But but they they look quite smart, to Mm -hmm. be fair. (laughs) That's the main reason I got it. Um, But it is just a a standard thermostat. And the thermostat, all that's doing is basically... It's recording the temperature in the house or recording the temperature exactly in the area the thermostat is positioned. And it's saying if it's colder than the thermostat setting, it's saying turn the boiler on. And if it's warmer than the thermostat setting, it says turn the boiler off. Mm-hmm. And therefore it either draws heat or it stops stops the heating going on. I think the, the problem with them is that some people like their thermostat very warm. Can you name the recommended? This is just going to be like this all episode. Go on. Can you name the recommended? Uh temperature range that you should have your thermostat set to surely that's personal preference i would say what 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 is kind of the government and you know that i would say think tanks for elderly people it will be higher Mm -hmm. um and but i would say from 19 to 21 okay it's actually from 80 to 22 but you're you're on the right track so it's uh it's very precise um and to be honest if you have it higher than that right now in the winter your energy bills are going to be higher. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the higher you set it, basically, the longer the heating will be on because your house will try and reach that temperature. Well, listen, the whole point is um, you're not, so when it's winter, you still have to dress appropriate to the season that it's in, so jumpers, etc. Yeah. Rather than t shirts. Yeah, it's not exactly. Summer, after all, exactly. No t shirts and shorts. Um, so, so I'd say that is probably the best way. So, if you don't have a thermostat in your central heating system, get one. Um, and so it's not just on or off, it's, it's taking the temperature readings in the air 
And that is a really, really good way. Every degree you turn your thermostat down, how much can you save? Tester for you. Oh, is it fifty pounds? It is fifty pounds. Oh, so pay attention. And the reason I pay so much attention to it, James, because actually we helped. I mean, I know it's going back a little bit, but it's in two thousand fourteen. We did a uh, we did a study uh, with uh, with YouGov. We did a poll, and actually, what we found was. Some of the things that people most argue about in the home is is, heating. Like, is, the, is the heating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So twenty five percent of all arguments start about the temperature that the thermostat set to, which yeah. is bizarre. But anyway, the, the, there the, we go. We can link to it actually. We yeah, can link, okay. link to it below um, after this blog. Right, number two. <clears throat> so uh, basically, the, the whole point is: so we in in the UK, so some of our properties are. Well, fairly old, so actually over a hundred years. And when they were making those properties, the insulation qualities on that on those houses w- wasn't that great. But over time, uh, with the newer houses, the insulation is is good. The more you can insulate the house, the the more energy you can save because if you're heating it from the inside and it's cold outside, that warmth is trying to go through the fabric of the house. So obviously, loft insulation, uh, wall insulation, and loft insulation is is probably the easiest because it is just really cheap. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you can go into your hardware DIY store, pick up a, a few rolls of loft insulation, put them down into your loft, and actually that will make quite a big difference. But you wouldn't, as you've said, um, be paying that much outlay for it. Um, when it comes to stuff like wall insulation, it depends a little bit whether it's appropriate to your house because you know each house mm-hmm. can be made with a slightly different sort of structure of of wall types. It can be cavity wall, solid wall. You can get cavity wall retrofit insulation. That's where they inject the holes and pump the uh, insulation material in. Yeah, it's fairly cost effective. Whereas if you've got solid walls, then you might need to do something a bit more uh, intrusive through internal wall insulation or something a little bit bigger like external wall insulation. Yeah. But the more you can do, uh, obviously, uh, that the more impact it will create on your on your property and the more money you'll save. Would you? Mm. Pop quiz. Would you put in floor insulation? Oh, depends on. Well, if I was to do it literally just so, if I've got an existing house like mine, would I rip the floorboards, put the insulation in, put it all back together? Probably not, because normally heat rises. That's that's the principles I, I've been taught. So, I I would maybe re- relay the carpets and and draft proof it to stop the drafts, but I wouldn't necessarily insulate it as a standalone measure, just because. Mm. The amount of work that's required, you won't necessarily see the financial paybacks. And also, your if your floor goes up because it's got insulation, your ceilings in theory get lower. Yes. So if you've got concrete floors, then um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's a compromise that you might have to live with. Little hobbit. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Right. So uh, number two. So number three. Number three. So we um, in the UK. We talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah, we did, yeah. Incandescent bulbs. So these are the bulbs that get really, really hot. So they produce light because electricity flows through a wire, gets really, really hot um, and glows. So that's how it produces light. LED lights produce light uh, in a slightly different way. But basically, the, the offshoot is for every unit of electricity that goes into an LED light, you produce 90% light and 10% heat and the converse is true the opposite is true when you're talking about incandescent bulbs so and halogen bulbs so spotlights so basically they've been optimized to do what they say on the tin exactly. right? produce the produce light, light rather than produce the byproduct yeah 
Um, and do you? So, how have you found it on your house? Have you? So have we swapped have, everything. So we've gone. We've gone fully LED. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's very excited about these things, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, but we had. Uh, so we had loads of spotlights, um, and and they're the little halogen ones with the prongs. Yeah. Um, swap those out. To be honest, I can't now. To, I think it's LED sort of technology has come on so far. I can't tell the difference between that and a halogen light. I'd say there are different color temperatures. That's the only thing with LED lights. So if you go into your local hardware store again and buy an LED light, you just need to be slightly aware of the different color temperatures. So they do a cool white light, um, which is is I guess like a, almost a laboratory light. It's yeah. like a, a light you get in a lab. It's very blue. Some people like it. Some people like it. It's a little bit clinical. Um, mm. And then the other end of the spectrum is the warm. White, which is it's kind of got that yellow hue to it, which it, which is kind of more living rooms. Yeah, more reminiscent of your traditional incandescent bulbs, and then you have uh, various different colours in between mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just be aware of that when you're buying LED. So test a couple of bulbs, check you're happy with the colour light, the colour of the light, um, before you go for it. But they're saving about ninety percent every time you swap mm-hmm. a, a incandescent bulb out for or a halogen spot out for an LED, you're saving about 90% of that, just the electricity. Loads of people ask this question, is it worth um, waiting till the light blows before you swap it with an LED? Well, so, so um, probably not based on what Harry's just said in terms of the some of the stats that she's come up with. So, uh, so, so what Harry's picked up a stat and said, if you replace a 50-watt halogen with a 5-watt halogen, you can save £175 over its lifetime. So based on that fact... Swap it out straight away. Straight away. Yeah. 100%. I think that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, we have lots and lots of spots on the ceiling, and, and if you sort of add them all together... The difference is enormous in terms of total wattage used when you put LEDs in. So basically, LED is good. So that's so a, go LED, a big one, and that will help save because we obviously talked about heating, but this is specifically on electricity. Mm-hmm. So okay. not a bad one. Good, but still turn out your lights when you leave a room. Yes. Okay. Yes. Next. Um, so so that was three. Then going on to number four. So this one will be very brief. Um, so appliances, um, normally um, fridges, uh, TVs. T- TVs, yeah, TVs have actually gone gone a long way. So I think um, they're mostly sort of LED based uh, anyway. So they, I think, if you've had it in the last ten years or so, uh, you're probably going to have fairly newish technology. Yeah. But um, the guzzling ones are like fridges and and freezers and stuff like that. So if you've got old ones that need replacing, then definitely go for an A plus plus. When you buy a new one. Yeah, they're always adding pluses onto these. Yeah energy and star ratings and, and what have you so especially i think dryers are a big one if you do have a dryer if you live in a city don't mm. have a garden need to get a dryer just just make sure i think the you, you can go like a plus 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 and pay so much more for it because it is marginally more efficient mm. so just just kind of have a look at that and maybe go the one level down without spending a fortune just because it's energy efficient so we we've um, we've not gone for the dryer route. What we've done is we've kind of built a little canopy over our drying area in the garden. So okay. as long as it's there's a bit of wind to it, it yeah, it it's not going to dry out today. Taste, though, well, today, uh, well, when it's when it's <laughs> generally it just has to be has to be windy. But um, the, the canopy kind of stops the you know the the rainwater and, and snow and any of that stuff. So. And the clothes are actually very fresh. Oh, so, good. So That's good us, to know. So for That's us, good to know. Yeah. I've noticed that actually sitting next to you. We're saving money. Mm. 
So that's four. Um, what's number five? So this is to do with drafts. Mm-hmm. So uh, we talked about it again last week, but con- uh, convection heating, so the air gets warm in a room. As a, you know, a radiator heats normally in that, in that way. So if you have cold drafts, it very, very quickly replaces that warm air with cold air. So you need to find ways to stop drafts coming in. So a few ways. If you've got a chimney, right? A chimney is an amazing way for hot air just to escape. Um, so you can get chimney balloons, you can get chimney sheep, essentially something to put up your chimney to stop the drafts. My favourite is a chimney sheep, actually. You've just got to remember with all these things, if you ever use the fire, you need to remember something is up it because otherwise you're going to have smoke and it's going to cause all sorts of issues in your house. Um, so just somehow remember it's in there. But chimney sheep, yeah, really, really good way to stop drafts. So that's, that's a good one. Um, around windows, so you can get the kind of foam sealants. Yes. Not like spray foam sealants, but the strips. And you can put those on, and that helps reduce... I quite like Ecoes, James. Ecoes is a good one. So Ecoes is like um, a secondary glazing panel, mm-hmm. and it's held in place with magnets. You, you produced an excellent demonstration I have, video. Yes, no, I did a video. It's I did a video. I put, it, I put it in my old Maybe flat. Maybe we can cross-link it, Harry, after, after the podcast. I put a video of Ecoes in my old flat, and it's, mm-hmm. it's really, really easy to use, uh, and it makes, it makes a big old difference and stops condensation forming on windows. Uh, and so soundproofing so if you're yeah. on a busy road and yeah, stuff yeah absolutely so um, glazing is very good for soundproofing uh, and then just on doors put a brush on the bottom of the door mm-hmm. um, what else could you do most mailboxes have a have a brush as well with a <coughs> kind of self-closing <coughs> element to it so postmen find it hard to uh, put the letters through but yeah it keeps the drafts out exactly uh, oh I quite like the so in sort of internal drafts um, those kind of fluffy Animal things with the long legs. What are they called? Dora designs. Yeah, they well they make them. I mean, they're just they're just a, a, a brand, but uh, they, they look quite, quite fun. Yes. Yeah. No. no very good. true. Very true. So so basically, find ways to minimise drafts. Mm-hmm. I have uh, on my front door got a bit of glass, and the glass is broken. And uh, okay. how did that happen? Uh, God knows. Um, anyway. Well, we've done Postman's trying to put the letters. I don't know what it was, but it's just a tiny <laughs> little bit of glass. So there's a little bit of a hole in it. So what we've done is we've got some, I want to say cellophane. What's the English word? Cling film. Yeah. So I just put some cellophane in cling film. And it obviously does nothing in terms of heat retention, but it does stop this cold draft coming through. Okay. So you don't need to spend Reflective a lot of technology. money. technology. Well, you don't need to spend a lot of money to do these kind of things. Very good. Uh, and so, no, it's good. That's it's good. good. Well, yeah, no, I was very happy with it. Still there. Still there. Anyway. Moving on to number six. So monitoring your energy. So basically, um, how do you know what you're spending in terms of um, the appliances that you use and uh, how much how much electricity at that point or gas as well, how much is, is going through, um, you know, your house essentially. So, so energy guzzlers. Yeah, and... Um, and you can do well. Actually, I'm, uh, what I was going to say is, I'm, I keep on getting reminders by, and I'm, I know we're going to cover smart meters at some point. I keep mm. on getting reminders to install the smart meter. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I'm getting harassed by my energy provider. Well, the government are trying to get everyone to install one. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on a smart meter? So, um, briefly, I I think ultimately it'll be it'll be a good point. But what what I was going to say is, with some of the energy suppliers, what they do is they give you a little kind of dongle or an add-on. So either through an app or through the little monitor that they give you yeah. you can actually see in real time what you're what you're spending what you're using mm-hmm. um you could also do that before the smart meters because essentially you put a device uh, on onto onto your um consumer units and then that talk to a you know like a 
a, a smart tablet and it was essentially telling you, you know, when you're using your tumble dryer, as you said, or your oven, you can see the spike in the energy. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, it's, it's worth to be aware of, of, of things. Um, and, that, and that's what, it's not saving you energy per se. But you've got to take the action. But you're, you're suddenly aware that actually when you have your dryer on, it costs you X amount of money per hour or whatever. But maybe, you know, if that leads to, say, a behavioural change, so actually, you know, instead of half machine loads, you're doing full loads and you're yep. drying at the same time and then using the tumble dryer twice a week rather than three or four times a week, mm-hmm. then the awareness of seeing what energy you're using, yeah. and that's, uh, then I'd say that's a positive point. But if all you're doing is the monitoring, but you're not taking any action, then, you know, it's a bit futile. Yes. Right, so anyway, so that's uh, number six. What's on number seven? seven? Getting paid to produce electricity um, by the government, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this refers to solar PV, or at least it does until April of 2019, when the feed-in tariff is going to stop. Um, but you can also be paid to produce uh, hot water through the renewable heat incentive. So if you have an air source heat pump, touched on last week, a ground source heat pump, both ways to, to make money from installing a technology... Solar PV, so producing electricity, you get paid. Solar thermal, you get paid for producing hot water. So all these ways are, you know, all these all these technologies, you actually get rewarded for, for producing. So it's got to be an approved technology, essentially. You can't it's got to just... be approved. It's got to be installed by an MCS approved installer. Mm-hmm. You can't just go, you know, find something on the internet, shove it on your roof yeah, and think or, the government's going to start sending checks. Or build a little checks. furnace in the back of your garden. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Um, however... You know, there are, so if, if you don't have access to gas, for example, some people install a biomass boiler. And a biomass boiler, all it's really doing is instead of burning gas, produce your water, you're burning things like wood chips, or you can actually get ones that just burn normal wood. Uh, but there, you know, you, you, you do get paid. You get a quarterly payment for producing electricity or hot water. So not a bad idea. And I don't know if Harry's uh, covered this, but I believe there's a consultation out at the minute from the government and they're looking at the um, the exports it's because at the minute it's um, on say like solar PV mm-hmm. it's a 50-50 thing so 50% they assume is automatically exported Yeah. but sometimes you might be exporting more and not necessarily being given the fair tariff Yeah. or, or, or the wholesale rate but you can get other. a meter can't you you can get an export meter you can but they there's a, there's a wider study about how they how what reforms they need to bring in place the government so it encourages small scale producers okay uh, to you know give them a fairer rate um, over time the more that they export so there's okay. a consultation at the minute I think okay so but, but basically so number seven install a technology and we'll cover them in much more detail we, we, we said solar P- we um, when we talked about solar PV we said um, it's probably you've got to hit certain kind of um, scenarios and criteria doing it just as a standalone measure is going to take a bit of time to pay off yeah it is yeah no absolutely absolutely so you need to install things that are going to suit your lifestyle um you know solar pv is great if you're powering your house with electricity for example if you have access to mains gas mm-hmm. less relevant mm-hmm. so just be aware of that but you can you can do all right yep so number eight, I think we exhausted that to death in term on episode two, I think, or episode three, swapping energy supplies. <laughs> yes, um, worth doing. One, Harry, remind me of the name of the people that swap you year on year. Uh, Labrador and look after my bills. Look after my bills in Labrador. There are others, but those are the big ones. 
Okay. That's um, twice. twice. I think I saw an advert on telly okay. for one of them. I don't know if it was either of those two. But I was, um, I was obviously, this There's is loads a thing. popping up now. Yeah. Look After My Bills did a study also um, uh, recently um, with the standard uh, cap coming in. They found that there's still 66 tariffs that are going that are more expensive, more expensive than the standard oh. cap. So okay. um, it's quite an interesting one. Though. Okay, okay. It's but but worth switching. doing, worth doing. So we still recommend swapping. And remember, cheaper is not necessarily the best. I disagree. Cheaper <laughs> is the best. Uh, there was that company. They actually went into administration, and then all the customers moved over to Ovo. It's on our new section. It's on a new section. Does but then, but then, does economy that, energy. Economy but you energy, can't, you can't it, worry so. about that because no. if it doesn't, the government do all that swapping for you. But you were on the cheaper tariff. Yeah, but it just means that you're. Although Ofgem protects any overpayments in theory, it just means it's just that the process of your money being locked in with someone else you know it's uh, mm. it's just but a painful you've your, process you've got your electricity and gas cheaper in the first place yes yes but like. always you know pros and cons we're trying to save money on pros energy bills this is top 10 ways to save energy on, uh, save money on energy bills so that is a good one okay what's number 9 <laughs> number I'm exhausted nine. at number 8 to, to number 9 use less water so obviously you're only going to save money here if you're on a um, on a metered water tariff as a rule of thumb basically it used to be that it was done on the size of the property and you were you had to pay a sort of fixed amount as a rule of thumb if your house has more people than bedrooms it is worth staying on the original unmetered tariff the government want to move everyone to tariffs because obviously they want people to pay for what they use. Yes. If you, say, live in a five-bedroom house and there are two of you, move on to a metered tariff because you'll be paying over the odds, uh, and then you will actually be paying what, what you're using in terms of, of water. Moving on from that, using less water. So not having a two-hour shower, mm-hmm. you know, have showers instead of baths. Simple, simple... But listen, ways. I think it's a bigger point anyway. Just it... it um... It costs an incredible amount of money to um, the whole kind of purification process for them to get the water in a state that is drinking water or cooking water, etc. To get it, you know, through the mains into every household. So even if you haven't got a meter, there's a bigger point about you know the less water that we use. Agreed. The Agreed. less extensive the kind of uh, energy required to get into that state. So overall, we'd be lowering our carbon footprint. Yeah, I like that. The bigger picture. The bigger picture. Oh, Nick is all about the bigger picture. Lovely stuff. Um, but there are so other things like there are shower heads that pump they pump a bit of air into the into the water as it comes out, so it kind of feels like you're having a proper big shower, but actually you're using less water. You can put things in the is it the system. What's the back bit of a toilet called? System. A system. Yeah. And you put either a bag and it swells, and so therefore every flush uses less water, or a cone, or you can use even like a milk carton. And companies, you know, with air. companies have sort of branded stuff, you know, to make fancy things. Bit, yeah. I mean, you can even put a brick, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of <laughs> okay. recommend that. Just some space there to... Um, so every flush is using less water. Exactly. Uh, shower heads. Yeah. Stuff like that. There's that um, uh, pebble, water pebble. You know, the water, water pebble. Flushes. I think all that does, as far as I can tell, is it tells you how long you've been in the shower. Yes. Which, I mean, a watch would do. I don't mean I don't want to undo all the great work they're doing as a, as a sort of energy saving company, 
But, uh, but you know what Jimmy was complaining to me about? You know, you had a conversation today. He was complaining yeah. about his housemate taking too long in the shower. So if he had a, you know, one of those clock uh, radios or, or the pebble, but in theory, you could just you just reset it and get another ten minutes, or just turn the hot water off. Yeah, turn the water off. <laughs> With your average shower, um, unless it's a kind of low water shower, if it's just the average everyday run of the mill one, then if you're taking a shower that's over eight minutes, you're better off having a bath. Really. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to take a shower? Not long. I don't know. There's not much for me to clean. I'm so svelte. Over eight minutes and your missus should kick you out. Yep, exactly. Um, I think three minutes for me and I'm out there. Clean? Yeah. Oh, interesting. There we go. Okay, number ten. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. So you're quite appropriately dressed for the time of the season. So you've got jumper. a jumper, shirt. Came with a jacket this morning. Hat. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, if you can wear, yeah, so basically wearing the appropriate clothes for the time of the year. So in the winter, you want to wrap up and um, keep the temperature comfortable in in the room, uh, but obviously wear the appropriate clothes for that. And what that basically means is you can turn the heating down. Yeah, that's yeah. how you. So if you keep it at nineteen twenty degrees, it's it's a decent decent temperature. Yeah, nice. So I think yeah, that covers the the top. Ten, ten really easy ways there. Do you want to fly through again, or should we? You, you can flow through them again. I was okay, just say, number one. Yeah. I'm going for it. Go for it. Number one, yeah. control your heating with a thermostat. Two, insulate your home into an inch of its life. Three, swap out your old light bulbs for LEDs. Um, four, when appliances break, buy energy efficiency, energy efficient ones to replace them. Five, stop drafts entering the house. So things like blocking chimneys, eco-es, that sort of thing. Six, get a grip of what you're using in your house. So you monitor your energy. Uh, smart meters, obviously, as Nick was saying, have this this thing that they, you know allows you to see exactly what you're using. So use it, be aware. Energy guzzlers, try and use them less. Seven, install something that is going to pay you for producing either electricity or hot water. So we're talking solar PV, wind turbine, solar thermal, heat pumps, biomass. That kind oh, of someone thing. mentioned micro CHP. Micro CHP. We'll talk about micro CHP another in time. Another episode, but yeah. Eight, talked about it a lot a couple of weeks ago. Swap energy provider. Someone like you switch, uh, you know, very easy Labra- to see. Labrador, Labrador auto switching. All, all these auto switching things. So have a look. Go online and have a look. Nine, use less water. Um, shorter showers. Do your teeth, turn the tap off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ten, glass, yeah. wear more clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds really stupid, but obviously it's, it's a quick way to save money on your bills because you can turn the heating on less. So that's it, really. There, there are top ten. Okay. So, so that's our main main bit we've talked we've done. Yeah, I was going to say. Not, so if if um, I'm sure there's there's other ways. If you do have, we've done 101 ways to save energy in the home. On yes. Our website. Yes, we did. So if you have got any suggestions, obviously, or sort of major ones, if you think we missed out, definitely put them in the comments below. It's unlikely because that was a pretty exhaustive list. Not the hundred, but I'm talking about these. Uh, the the ten. So if you've got the 11, 12, you know, and so forth, yeah, definitely leave uh, comments on there. Mm -hmm. Um, What I was going to say is, so uh, one thing we did cover in the news when we were talking about the 10 things was about economy energy. So that one was covered. Uh, Over Energy got those 235,000 customers. It seems, we've. I mean, we've been doing this for a short time in our episode five, but it seems that most weeks we're talking about energy company that's gone bust. I think because... This is the time that when you know most consumption, and you know this is the time when they are buying prices in, but they've got all these customers locked in. So okay, it's 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 tough for them. Should I be worried about it? The plan to come and goes bust. 
Uh, well, no, you're, you're as I said, so you're protected. Uh, it just might mean that uh, the whole process of uh, the regulator finding you a an alternative, um, but then also, but also that the cheapest rate that you were that you were on, you're not guaranteed to be on when you go Fine. with. So basically, if it happens, just sit tight. Sit Wait tight, to be yeah. told what to do. Um, so that one's fine. So also, uh, I don't know whether we should be alarmed by it or, or maybe it's just an anomaly. So uh, apparently, it was the lowest, or so since nineteen ninety four, uh, it was the it was the lowest amount of generated electricity in the UK. Well, that's a good thing. With no blackouts, you take that. But Surely I think that's efficient. But I think the point was was about um, we're becoming more and more reliant on uh, imports. Uh, okay. So um, and and also which kind of leads on to the next point, um, Hitachi, who are a um, Japanese nuclear. Well, Hitachi do lots of lots Both of different things. things. Yeah. But um, basically, they had a company called New Generation, which um, managed the rollout and, and and the management of nuclear power plants. Uh, and then today they announced uh, a project in North Wales, which was, well, they already started the feasibility and everything. And apparently £2 billion worth of commitments were made. But they, they cancelled that. They pulled out of the... Uh, it's it's going to be interesting in our nuclear space because we've got all these power stations. Are you and... guys avoiding saying the Welsh name? Yes. Go on, say <laughs> it. say it. Oyolva. 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 There you go. Oyolva. Um, I've a few comments on that. Uh, but the, the whole nuclear space is interesting with all our power stations. Hinkley, Hinkley is, point C is so far we think is, is going to go that's, ahead. Yeah. Um, but the but all there are no real kind of uh, replacement plans in place to replace the aging nuclear power. But stations. listen, twenty twenties are going to be interesting because the existing ones that are out there are due to be decommissioned. And oh, that's 25, 2025. 2000. But the next decade, what I mean is yes. in the 2020s. Oh, no, no, in the 2020s. Yes. Yes, in so, the 20s. 20s, yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're, yeah, the, the, they're, they're due to go offline. And then I think uh, the, the one that was built in 95, uh, which I, uh, the name escapes me, was the, the the newest one that we've got, essentially. Yeah. That's due to go out in 2035, which is only 15 years or 16 yeah. years away. So. And, then, and they provide about 20% of our yes. electricity. So if you remove all of that power, we've got a big space that needs to be filled well, with Well, basically, they're well, this, this saying Hingley Point C would be 7% of... All, mm. So that would be 7 But if all the other ones went offline, that would take 13% off. So we'd have to find that either through... So, do, so would you say, and this is going to be marginally contentious, potentially... Would you say that HS2 <laughs> is more important than replacing our nuclear power plants? Oh, that's, a, that's a really difficult one. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in favour of HS2. So, personally, I, I think it's... Um, I think it's mutually exclusive just because one is, is all about our engineering legacy mm. uh, and the other one is about the energy sector. So... I, I don't think I can comment any any further. But I mean, they are they are potentially both very large infrastructure. Yes. And he, uh, the HS two is getting bigger by the day. It is. It Hundred billion pounds. Yes. Expensive train line. Anywho, right. Um, move on from that. And I think um, uh, we did have a funny story, and I'm not sure whether Harry <laughs> wants us to cover it because it is slightly <laughs> humorous, but. Um, Maybe we'll just leave it as a link because we're sort of running out of time. But apparently, um, scientists have developed uh, seaweed that they can feed to cows so they can monitor their 
methane levels. So they fart less. Yes. It's quite clever. So uh, yeah, I mean we can we can send a link. And yeah. Then, uh, okay. You can have a read. <laughs> Good. So I think that's it for episode five. It is. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed. Um. We are now. You can download this. Obviously, if you're watching this as a video, thank you on YouTube. But you can download our podcast from uh you where well, you download it all sorts of places. Podbean. Podbean. Yep. Uh, you can download Spotify. It, yeah. Apple Podcasts, which I think is the main one. Mm-hmm. So if you go on to any of those places and type in the green room, uh, you will you will be able to find us, and so you'll be able to listen to us at any moment. Uh, also, so, also on the Green Age website, of course. Yeah, you can go to the Green Age website, and then if you need any more energy saving information uh, to sort of supplement what we talk about, you can go and have a look at the Green Age. Mm-hmm. Head over there. We've got. A lot of information. Maybe we can link the 101 ways to save energy. Yeah. Got a note from Harry. That's perfect. Um, and then and then we can obviously add to our list. But I think that's it for now. Yeah. Enjoy that today. So, so. good. Um, so, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, if you're, if you're watching YouTube. Uh, and we will see you and speak to you next week.